Used to be, I'd have a successful wax museum. Used to be, I'd have a simple podcast intro. But then we watched Tourist Trap. The government built that damn highway. Hi guys, welcome to Bourbon and Blood. I'm Danny. I'm Anne. And we're here to talk about Tourist Trap. Oh my god. This movie is bananas. It was everything I want in a 1979 horror film. I know. You loved it. Well, I did love it. Oh. Well, we start out with... Oh wait, what are we drinking? Oh, just some Jack and orange juice and... It's called like... The green something. I, I fucked it up. It's good. We were going to watch um, The House That Jack Built, but then we were like, oh, this is two and a half hours. That's too much. Fuck <laughs> that. So then we decided to watch Tourist Trap, which <laughs> was actually a really great idea. Yeah, it was. We start with some really great intro music, which reminded me of like Bill Murray movies. It did. It's like all that. Yeah, it was pretty great. And then we have Douchey LaRue rolling a tire. So Woody... Shout out to Rubber. <laughs> yeah, the movie Rubber. <laughs> so Woody is going to fill his spare, we find really? out. But the tire he's rolling looks full as fuck. Yeah, it looks pretty okay. But Woody's rolling along, and he comes across a gas station mm. party... Not party store, restaurant, gas station yeah, kind of thing. it's just like a little, you know, one of those general stores haunted, out in the haunted. middle of nowhere <laughs> that you don't ever want to stop in. Uh, does it look open, Woody? No. I mean, it doesn't look open, but does he walk in and say, hey, can I get some service here? <laughs> and then he hears, like, moaning in the back. And then... <laughs> then we get the coolest... Intro scene to one of these movies ever. He goes into the back room, and what happens, Anne? There is just, there's a mannequin attack. I don't know how else to describe it. (laughs) There's mannequins flying at him through the window, from the closets, everywhere. There's just mannequins everywhere attacking him. It is incredible. So these mannequins, like, mouths are unattached, or detached, and they, like, pop open. Yeah, and they... And they scream. And, like, talk, and, like... Yeah, it's it's pretty fucking great. I like how I didn't notice it the first, because this is the second time I've seen the movie. When he's going through that room before he, like, sees the mannequin in the bed, there's, like, pictures of horses, like, taped yeah. up on the wall. Like, like not in frames. Maybe, like, a 12-year-old girl like, that lives in, maybe it's <laughs> Tina Belcher's room. There's moaning, there's horse pictures on the wall. <laughs> it's Tina Belcher's room. It's Tina. Oh my god, it's like this weird little burger joint out in the middle. Of oh the my car. god! This is a Bob's Burgers. It's Bob's pre- Burgers. Sequel. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No! So he gets impaled. Oh, well, all this shit starts flying at him out of nowhere. Yeah. Right? Like the cabinet opens up and like all of these things start flying at him. And a I, knife flies by his I head. I was just like, oh, that's funny. But then I was like, that also would be really scary <laughs> and very painful. Like <laughs> to just have a bunch of rando instruments flying at you out of nowhere. And like, what impels him is a pipe that's been rattling yeah, on the ground. It's just like a and it goes pipe. into him. 
And I love that, like, his mouth's open, like he's screaming, but he makes no noise, and all you hear is, like, the water dribbling out of the pipe. Mm. That is cinematic so, yeah. beauty. Beauty. I, sure, beauty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then we meet the rest of the, oh, excuse me, the cast. We have Molly, who I originally said, who the fuck is Laura Ingalls Wilder over here in her prairie <laughs> attire, when all the other girls, the, all the other, there's two other girls... But they're like, you know, in their sexy 1979 camping They're all wearing like two tops or bathing suits, which will come up later. Yeah. And she's in like this fucking Felicity gown and... I feel like Molly's as weird as our evil person, but we'll get into that later. Molly's Just like... a fucking weirdo. And also, I gotta say, Molly, the biggest uggo out of this cast, I was really surprised... That, you know, when you watch a lot of these movies, the people in them are not good-looking people. Like, you're just like, how did this person get in a movie? These people were all, like, fairly good-looking, I thought, for an, especially for 1979. None of them were, like, super hideous, except for Molly, really. I mean, Molly was even that hideous, but out of everyone, even the boys, she was the more hideous. She was comely. (laughs) Your face is comely. So they're driving, and I made this note because they're like, oh, we're going to go down this road. And there's a vulture screaming with his wings open on a sign that says no trespassing or something. (laughs) Like, can you think of any other, like, warning, don't go this way signs? That was so funny. (laughs) Jeez, you don't need to be that foreboding, my goodness, (laughs) my goodness. So yeah, they're driving to go find Woody, right? They found a tire on the side of the road, so this must be the way he's They're like, oh, here's where Woody went, that's his tire, because we all know what everybody's wheels look like. You don't know what your (laughs) friend's spare tires look like? I wouldn't know what your tire looks like (laughs) if I saw it on the side of the road. Like, I barely even know what kind of car we have. (laughs) Kia Rondo, right? I don't know what year, but yes. (laughs) Sure. (coughs) We have Jerry. Uh, I made this funny. I I just love that he's like, he's like, I'm a law student. What do I know about cars? And like, Jerry is, I I like Jerry. We'll get into that more. I like Jerry too, although I do question his fashion sense. He seems to have a ripped off, uh, like a dress shirt, like a collared button down dress shirt, but the sleeves are ripped off. And then he has like a nice, vest over it, like a formal black vest, with some jeans. So, kind of rocking a bit of a casual formal look. I'm not quite sure what he's going for here, but... uh, Even though it's way earlier than this, I feel like he looks like Jesse from Full House. Like, he wants to be Jesse from Full House, fashion-wise. Oh, he wants to be Jesse from Full House, but he's not. Oh, I know. He's no Jesse in the Rippers. Keep wishing you'll never be Jesse Katsopoulos. Never. Ever. <laughs> Ever. And then we also have Eileen. And Becky. And Becky. So Becky and Jerry are married. You don't see that often, I feel like, in horror movies. Yeah, they're... They're all just studs. Yeah, Becky and Jerry just seem to have a pretty boring relationship. Actually, I don't see a lot of uh, affection or love between them. Well, things happen really fast through this. That's true. That is true. So, let's see. They're the driving. They go... F- Trying to find Woody. They see his tire. All of a sudden, it's like the Bermuda Triangle. Their car just stops working. Oh, no. Oh, what are we going to do? 
Well, the girls better go skinny dipping, right? And Jerry's <laughs> got to go, you know, do man stuff. He's got to try to fix the, the Jeep, which he doesn't know anything about cars. So the girls are all skinny dipping, right? In this beautiful little, like, hidden oasis. It was. There's and a waterfall. Uh oh, guys. Who comes around the corner <laughs> but a fucking white guy with a southern twang and a gun? Get the fuck out of there, girls. Like, that's never, ever, ever good news. <laughs> you know what his haircut reminded Get me of? Get out. Hmm. Like John Denver. Like oh. he wanted to be John Denver. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you, if John Denver walked up to me, I I mean, at this point, it would be zombie John Denver. <laughs> but if John Denver walked up to me when I was skinny dipping, I would be... So thrilled. But really? only if it was John Denver. It was the corpse of John Denver. I would be... I would be like... You'd be less excited. I would be like, baby, let's, let's hop on those skis and make a music video. We're Take gonna me do home, it. John we're gonna, Denver. We're gonna do it. But, so, this guy who looks a little bit like Glenn Campbell, the rhinestone cowboy, yeah. he's talking about... Like, he stumbles upon these girls, and he's actually not that big of a creep, right? He, like, I mean, a guy that sits down and talks to three girls skinny to me, he seems he's like a creep. Not, okay, but he's not being a creep, though. He's like, oh, yeah, I used to charge people 75 cents a day to come swim down in this hole here. Oh, yeah, they bi- built that big old highway. They built the highway. He repeated they that so many the times. the highway. The highway. When like, oh my god, we get it. The fucking highway ruined your life. I watched this with me, or my friend Maddie, and every time something went wrong in the movie, he'd be like, it's all because of that highway. It's that fucking <laughs> highway they built. I don't know, this guy hates the highway. Oh, he also has a, um, like a country western museum, right? Yes. And it's terrifying. Like, well, hold on. So, in this scene, even though this guy's being kind of creepy, not too creepy, but kind of creepy, Molly is fucking digging him. Yeah. Like, her eyes are, like, all doe-eyed at him. She's Cause listening she's to- like, you know what Molly's thinking? She's like, I like my friends and all, but I'm really looking for a life where I can just, like, live on the land, live a simple life with... With a simple man. You can tell by her fashion. And also she's the fifth wheel of this group. Yeah. She's like, I found my dude. Mm Mm-hmm. She's like, this guy's wife died. I'm, I can see myself settling down with this guy. He has a museum. (laughs) He's He's got (laughs) land with a waterfall. (laughs) He likes wildlife because he's talking about all the moccasins that. I didn't know what a water moccasin was. I keep thinking of shoes the first time I watch this, like <laughs> moccasins. It's just a snake? Yeah. <laughs> like moccasins, the shoes, like, <laughs> rise from the bottom of the lake. Water moccasins everywhere! Well, they're snakes. They're water snakes. Are they poisonous? They've gotta be. I they feel might like be. I, think, I feel like they might be. This is a good point to point out that the, all the music for the scene, even with them walking back or swimming, it was porn music. It was straight up porn Oh my music. god, it was so funny. I actually even said, I bet these people are all porn actors, and this is the movie that they made while, like, <laughs> on breaks from their porn films. Oh, we're done with porn, let's go film our... Like, just they fun, the they were like, time. guys, we're just gonna do this for fun, let's make, like, a real movie. So I read that 
the director, when hiring these girls, did not put in the contract anything about nudity. And then during the filming, he was, like, shy about it. He's like, so, uh... Would, would, would you guys like to get naked for this scene? And they were like, nope, not in our contract. And that's why there's no nudity in this movie that seems like there should be nudity. Strength and sisterhood. Yeah, I like go. that. They were all like, go fuck yourself, buddy. And he was like, okay, I will. All right, let's, let's jump into the Slauson Museum. Okay, so we're in the most amazing country western museum. Although, And he's talking about how he's losing money on it. There's a, door, there's a sign on the door uh, that says... Free admission. Well, yeah. no wonder you're losing fucking money. Charge $2. Like, come <laughs> anything. on. Anything. Apparently, this museum is sponsored by Dr. Pepper. Yeah, so there's a big is. Dr. Pepper machine, and anytime he comes in, except for at the end, he, like, opens it and pops Dr. Peppers <laughs> yeah, and hands them to everybody. Everybody has a Dr. Pepper with, like, those old school, <laughs> yeah, like, pop tops. Oh, my God. Amazing. <laughs> so there's mannequins. Everywhere, which I mean, you guys from the first and what I thought was only mannequin attack in this movie, <laughs> I was on board. Then there's mannequins everywhere, and I was like, "Oh no, there's there's going to be a lot of mannequin action in this movie." Oh, you had no and idea. <laughs> boy, oh boy, there was. Now, Danny, I do want to ask you, how many mannequins is too many mannequins? Two. And plus. Two? <laughs> I think... Wait, unless you're in a department store, one I mean in a plus. home. Like in a home. One and above. See, I think three. Unless what? you're like a dressmaker or a tailor, then you might be allowed to have a few more out in your studio in the backyard or in something. In a normal home, I feel like no mannequins is fine. Yeah. I feel like... The only time I would have a mannequin is if I had, like, a legit horror room again, and then after seeing this movie, I had one with a jaw that came off. I could see a, <laughs> I could see a totally normal, normal people, like, I wouldn't be surprised to go to any of my friends' houses and have two mannequins in the house. Like, any of my friends. They're expensive. I know, but my friends are fucking deal hunters and also fucking weirdos, <laughs> so... <laughs> Like, I feel like three would, over three, that's when you need to be alarmed. Don't you feel, because there was that serial killer we've discussed before. Yes. He had all the fucking mannequins. In the pool house. Don't you feel like you should be on a watch list if you have an abundance <laughs> of mannequins? The FBI has like a list of people with mannequin numbers. Mm-hmm. This guy's got six. We need to watch him. For real. They're like... Too many mannequins. I mean, there's no good reason to have that many mannequins in your house. I know. No good reason. Unless you are up to no good, which this guy was. Oh, we don't know who it was yet, though, do we? So, Eileen, I have this theory that this whole movie wouldn't have happened if Eileen didn't go wandering off. So Eileen's... Like, the bitchy, wild one. And our Mr. Sloss is like, all right, I'm going to take what's-his-name up and fix the Jeep. You ladies stay here. Don't go in that house that you see out the window. I'm telling you right now, please, just don't go in that house. Eileen's like, I'm going in the house. I'm going to go snoop around. Because if you think about it, what's-his-name? Uh, Jerry survived going to the Jeep with him, whatever happened to Jerry. Mm-hmm. Like, Jerry was okay. I mean, oh, he was in the basement tied up, so I guess he's not okay. 
But, like, maybe those girls would have been fine if they would have just stayed in the wax museum. So, anyways, Eileen wanders off to go investigate the house behind the wax museum. And then Eileen gets choked out. By... <laughs> go. <laughs> I said... Okay. The person that she gets killed by is, like, a giant person wearing this weird mask with a fisherman's hat and I put down he looks like a horrific Wilson from Home Improvement. <laughs> now I'm only gonna see that. Like, that's what he looked like but as a mannequin murderer. I put down Jinkies because she got choked out by what looked like an ascot and then I was like wait is this just Scooby-Doo? If you think about, because at the end they reveal who the yeah, killer no, is. Yeah, no, I and... thought this was a whole giant episode. <laughs> it's just Scooby Doo. So, oh, there's the mannequin that the girls find that they're like, it looks so lifelike, and then they touch it, and they're like, oh my god, it feels like flesh, and they just keep touching it, and it's like, <laughs> if I was in a terrifying house and I saw a terrifying mannequin like backlit in that weird display, and I touched it, and it felt like a person, I would be like, we're getting out of here right now. We're getting out of here right now. Yeah, this is part, I wrote fleshy mannequins, cool. Will you make a mannequin out of me when I'm dead? Yeah. Will you make a mannequin out of me when I'm not yet dead? <laughs> I can't say that on the podcast. Right now. If something happens to you, they'll just assume it was me. The guy has a flashlight, what's his name? <clears throat> Mr. Sh- the- Slut. Awesome. Yeah. He his flashlight, which is in the back pocket of his overalls, this whole movie, it's the size of a goddamn plunger, and it <laughs> drives me insane. It's the biggest flashlight I've ever seen in my life. You cannot. It's convenient how they have just flashlights everywhere, though. Yeah. Like when they're like, "Oh, let's go investigate the house," they all pick up flashlights. I feel like we like. I know that we have flashlights. I don't know where they are. We would be fucked if we lost power. Oh, shit. They're all in the garage, along with the candles, so that doesn't help. Doesn't we have our phones. Yeah, but what if they're dead, and then the power goes out, and we can't charge anything? So Mr. Slauson comes back to the wax museum without Jerry, and he gives this whole long speech about his wife, and Molly is just, like, fucking staring him down like she is ready to just rip his clothes off. Oh my god, that monologue that he gave about his wife was like 10 minutes long and it was so hilarious. <laughs> <sighs> I don't even rem- like I wrote down notes but still now the chain of events or the train of events like somehow Jerry and Becky are tied up well, we're not there yet. We're not there yet? Okay. Sorry. We're still... So, let me get to there real quick. But first, he comes in, and they're like, Oh my god, our friend Eileen is missing. And he's like, well, he probably... She probably went back to the Jeep. And then they're like, well, why would he, she do that? And he goes, well, where else could she be? And I'm like, that is a brilliant villain, lo- villain line. Like, you don't need to know where the people are all the time. I'm yeah. Like, Come up with an answer. Yeah. You tell me where she is, So they go wandering off. Uh, Becky. Is it Becky? Mm-hmm. Becky and Molly. They're outside the house, and they hear a laugh. And I had a question. Do you think you could recognize your friend's laughs from inside a house? And be like, oh, that is... 
That is Bridget in there. Are the windows open, and do they laugh as loud as me? Uh, I guess. I could tell Bridget's. I could tell some of my friends, yeah. Okay, I couldn't tell any of my friends. Hell yeah, yeah. I don't think I could tell any one of my friends and be like, oh, that's Aaron up there. I could tell Carrie's, I could tell Bridget's, I could tell, I could probably tell all of my yurt friends. I could tell you. I guess I just don't know my friends laughs like you. I don't know if I could do my dude friends, though. I don't feel like guy laughs unless they're real hearty and deep. Yeah, it would have to be like a hearty man laugh for me to pick. (laughs) Hearty man laugh. For me to pick the men out. So Becky decides to go up and Molly's like, fuck that, I'm out. I'm leaving. And Becky sneaks into the room and she's like, what? She's looking for Woody because she thinks that Woody and Eileen are in there fooling around. She says Woody and Eileen like a hundred times. Woody? Eileen? Eileen? I wrote, how does she not get affected by the millions of mannequins in this random house? She's going into rooms, and there's like 20 mannequins in a room, and she's like looking around with her flashlight. Not at all bothered by this. I think Becky is on drugs this whole movie, because there's a lot of stuff that goes on around Becky, and Becky just is like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> like staring off in the distance. It's funny because not... I thought Becky was the most level-headed of the three girls. Well, I thought Becky was not concerned about shit. She just was like, "Oh, I'm tied up in a basement." <laughs> oh. She gets uh, the avalanche of dummies. Yeah. Yeah. A door opens that was previously open, and you saw nothing. It gets slammed shut, and then she opens it, and just like it's raining dummies. <laughs> Non-stop dumps. <laughs> They're everywhere. Like, I don't, I I guess I don't even understand how you procure this many dummies in your life. Like, how many people has is, he killed? That is so many dummies. They sing to her? They sing? Like, shit, mo- there's some, like, are you stuff booby-trapped? I don't know. You find out later it's not, but then that doesn't get resolved at all either. Nothing. <sighs> so Mr. Lawson, oh, no, the... Evil monster dude wearing the mask takes Becky down to the basement where she sees her love bug Jerry mm-hmm. and a random girl tied up on a table yes. who's about to become a dummy. Yes. <laughs> I love the villain's monologue in this whole basement. He's like, why don't you like me? It is ten minutes long. It is ridiculous. Like, there's just so much mumbling and weird talking Coming from this He's guy dressed like in a Elvis mask. and Abraham Lincoln in a minute for a minute. It's like Elvis, Abraham Lincoln, and Leatherface. Like, yeah. It's this weird combination of. He goes to get alcohol and he tries to share with them, and no one's receptive of it. And then, yeah, and he's like, rude, motherfuckers. I'm trying to give you booze. This was a goddamn party. So the girl it. on the table, he's like, Oh, well, now it's time for me to make you a mannequin, so I'm gonna just throw this pizza dough on your face. Imagine this. I was thinking this as I was watching it a second time. Imagine this is a commercial for makeup, and it's just like, it feels good, doesn't it? Oh, I was rubbing it. Cool and smooth. And your face is burning now. Your world is dark. I wrote down, <laughs> this is a pretty good way to go. Like, getting yeah. a face massage? I'll take it. It's a facial. Shit. And I'm dead I'll because my it. world is dark. I don't mind. And he did a shitty plaster job. It really just like... 
I mean, it's like, it was pizza dough. It wasn't, yeah. that's not plaster. It was pizza dough. <laughs> Plaster's way more, like, liquidy yeah, than, it is. than that. That was pizza dough. And I wrote here, Your world is dark. So, during this whole, I'm going to give a monologue and plaster your face, Jerry's over there gnawing at his little ropes, and he attacks our evil villain, and it does not work out for him. He gets mm-hmm. choked up against the wall, and I wrote... I wish Jerry would have said, I'm a law student. What do I know about fighting? Because I just, like, every time I saw Jerry, because he just, that beginning scene when he was just like, I'm a law student. What do I know about cars? I just want him to say that all the time. So I wrote this note right here because we paused it right here. Yeah. And then it was in the middle of a different scene. When we paused it, I, I wrote a note about what it had paused on, and then it was never that thing again. There was a scene where Molly was trying on the Lady Ghost mannequin's shawl when we paused it, but it was like two seconds long. I don't remember that yes. at all. It was when we paused it, and she was up standing against the Lady Mannequin, and she was putting the sleeve on of the, the shawl, and I was like, what the fuck? Oh, oh my Molly's god! Insane. So I wrote it down, and then when we came back and pressed play, it went to the scene of them in the basement. Like, it just—it <laughs> uh, was weird. But don't do that. Like, don't try on clothes that are on mannequins or dead people. Yeah, guys, don't do that. So Molly, at this point. I don't I don't remember who's dead or who's alive, but whatever. There's some running through the woods going on right now. It's Molly. Cause remember he he puts up the head. Is it supposed to be one of her friends? Oh yeah. Yeah, and yeah. His ventriloquism is amazing because he's talking as this like head speaking. I know, but like, isn't he magic though? I don't know. Never addressed. But guys <laughs> Okay. I need to talk about running in the woods. Do it. It's not safe. It seems to me like if you're running, especially at night, in the woods, away from somebody, it seems like it's really easy to hide in the woods. You just stop. In the dark. You just stop and you keep your eyes open. If you don't feel safe enough, maybe climb a tree. I don't understand why it always seems to be such a huge deal for people in scary movies to have a hard time running through the woods in the dark. Like, if I was getting chased in the woods in the dark, here is what I would do. They're chasing me, they're chasing me. I run. I stop. Right? Like, I make sure they keep going, and then I turn around, and I go back the way we came from. Right? Right. It might work. It probably would work. Yeah. You would just go back the way you came from once they keep going on the other way. But no, like, you just, in movies, they thrash and they crash and they run to the open field. Well, in this one, Molly runs to a fence, walks along for a minute, and then climbs it. And then our evil monster dude climbs half the fence and he throws the mannequin head and it, like, turns towards her and goes, oh! Oh my god. She, at one point she ends up running to the water. Oh yeah. And she goes in the water. And she's just in the water for a few seconds. Oh, she's hold looking on. around. Real quick, before we got to that point, they go to the wax museum because she gets picked up by Mr. Lawson. Oh yeah. 
And awesome. he takes her back there, says he's going to turn on the radio, gives her a gun. And then our evil dude shows up, and she shoots him twice, apparently with blanks, and hits him in the face. And it is Mr. Lawson. Surprise! Slawson. Slawson? No. Yeah, Slawson, you're right. And... It's not Dave Lawson, it's Lawson. <laughs> Dave Lawson would not hurt a fly. I know. I kind of knew it was Mr. Slawson from the beginning, because, first off, he's kind of weird. And second, he, they showed his pants, which were... I didn't catch the overall, pants the first time I saw it, but I did know it before the big reveal. Like I was like, oh, that's, that's yeah. Mr. Slawson. No, I kind of knew from the beginning. But, like, <laughs> in the monologue that the creepy killer guy in the basement was doing that you don't know it's him yet but he's like oh he's supposed to be his brother right and he's like oh my brother doesn't want anyone to see me he's afraid his wife will be attracted to me and he keeps me down here in the basement you know why I wear this mask do you know why I wear this mask I'm too good looking I'm too handsome alright so then after she realizes it's Mr. Sloss and she runs into the lake. Now, what were you going to say about the lake scene? And he just happens to pop up. He's got, like, How long Jason Voorhees powers. How long was he under there? How did he know she was going to be going into the lake? He does have magic power, but he does. Yeah. Like, and it's not discussed in this movie. At all. I mean, he does bring <clears throat> up the powers in the when basement. When he moves the key across yeah. the floor. Like, but... He, like, has magic powers. It's never talked about, ever. Maybe it's because it's that magic oasis that they live in. I did make the note here that once Molly is captured, this already insane movie goes fucking bananas. Mm. This is when... So she gets captured, and we cut to (laughs) Mr. Slauson having dinner with his brother with soup. And, like, everything from this point in the movie just gets weird and... Well, I mean... I know, it's already weird. So, like, he's talking to his mannequin brother, and then the head pops off, and it's just a really weird dialogue between them. Yeah. And then, like, Molly starts seeing mannequins that are, like, real-life people talking to her when she's healing. Ugh. I said, imagine... Speaking of Full House from earlier, the intro to Full House, but all of them are Mr. Like, Sloss and oh just different people. Oh my god, stop it. Everywhere you go. No. No. I want to see that. Because it's a Full House full of mannequins. <laughs> Jerry and Becky do escape. Eventually. At some point, kind of. And Jerry, just like, unlike most horror movies, when he sees the villain, he's just like, fuck this, and he jumps out the window and just runs. I know. People don't jump out the fucking no. window enough. Like, it's oh, right it's locked. There. I'm fucked, I guess. No, you jump out the window. It's gonna hurt. It'll probably suck. Better he than limped getting away. killed. Better He's than getting killed by a killed. fucking dude in a weird mask who wants to make you a mannequin. <laughs> Truth. You fight till the end if you're in that situation. Becky gets whacked in the wax museum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what would be the theme of your wax museum? Murder. It would all be murderers? Great. Serial killers? Yeah. It would be a true crime wax museum. That would actually be really amazing. It would be like that terrifying one we went to in St. Louis. Only just wet or serial killers. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. That's a really good idea. 
Spooky. What if you make one in Ferndale, and that's what Ferndale's known for from now on, is like a serial killer wax museum. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll get on that. Let me go get 8,000 tons of wax and some sculptures. (laughs) Oh my god. I don't know. I would, I feel like I would just make a bunch of weird random wax figures, though, like Paul Lind and, like, Dick Van Dyke and Jerry Orbach. Just basically anybody my grandma would have a crush on. (laughs) I thought it'd be fun to make a wax museum, and it would be creepy unintentionally, of, like, Hanna-Barbera cartoon characters. Like, Mm. you think you would be going into that, making them really cute, but no, like... Horrific. A life-size Rocky and Bullwinkle would be kind of terrifying, or... You know, any of them. (laughs) That would be kind of cool. He goes to another monologue uh, about how he's got the legal right to kill both his brother and his wife. Because they were whoring around behind his back. He really goes into detail about how he's got that legal right. He has a legal right. Well, he's... I mean, no, he thinks the... Because it says in the Bible, that means it's legal. Well, what He's state a little is this? confused because <laughs> there's a separation between church and state, so the Bible law isn't actually yeah, Mr. Slauson state law. I mean, still, don't kill people and don't fuck your husband's brother. <laughs> Somali. goes to this whole ordeal, and at one point, she's just in the room with Mr. Slauson. As he's giving the spiel, boom, Jerry breaks into the door to, like, save her out of nowhere. And you're like, okay, so this is where the movie's going. Jerry, Jerry, (laughs) Jerry, (laughs) Jerry. I'm a law student. What do I know about being a mannequin? (laughs) Because Jerry's actually a mannequin. (laughs) Jerry does turn into a mannequin. Like, as he's fighting. Yeah, he's like. The guy just starts pulling his limbs off, and it's like a plastic limb. This whole scene does not make any sense. It makes no sense. sense. I need a backstory. I need, like... Is there a book little, on Tourist little, Trap? Little Slauson. Like, little Slauson? Tiny little Slauson. Like, I need to know how he gets his powers <laughs> and what the fuck they are. You're able to make mannequins talk? Cool. That's neat. So Mr. Slauson starts telling Molly, like, they're all alive. They're my friends. They're all alive. And all the mannequins are, like, coming alive. They start moving. He's dancing with one in the middle of the room. His wife. Oh, yeah, that's his wife. How'd she get there? So Molly picks up an axe, and she chops Mr. Slauson in the neck. Mm. Boom. And then the final scene of the movie is Molly driving away with all of her friends in the Jeep. As mannequins. As mannequins. With the biggest grin on her face. Yeah, she has, like... I would say her expression at the end of this film is akin to the Nicolas Cage look in Nancy. Like, it's a little bit like, oh, you've you've gone over the edge, haven't you? (laughs) There you go. I've got some notes. Final notes on this. One, I want a goddamn remake. I think this movie is fantastic. I want more backstory, and I think this would look awesome with current visual effects. I think it would be really funny. Yeah. Like Again, I want... I'll say, as I say for every horror movie remake, I want... just feel like Seth Rogen and company needs to remake <laughs> this one. It would be hilarious. 
I really think, even though it was over the top, the acting was really good in this. Yeah, it wasn't cheesy. Like, no, it was I over mean, the top, it but it seemed right. Cheesy. I believed everyone's expressions and what they said. This was a good horror movie for 1979. Like, it was a good, cheesy horror movie without being super horrific to watch. You know what I mean? Like, there are some movies we've watched where I'm just like, And mannequins with their mouths just opening and screaming is terrifying. Well, we all know that mannequins just are instantly, for me, like, the creepiest, most horrible thing. Mannequins! Like, why... But when they're screaming, even better. Or singing. Thank God. Like, what if I had gone on a date when I was single and, like, the guy had mannequins in his house? I'd be dead. Would that be a deal breaker? I'd be dead. Yeah, that's... It'd be a deal breaker if he had more than three. (laughs) I love that. So three's the limit now, huh? That was always my limit. Oh, I thought you said two before. No, three. I think three. So I can have three mannequins? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. In the garage. When we have, I mean, not in this house, but we have room for three mannequins in this house. I only want one, and I want it to be able to just, like, when you walk in the room, the jaw breaks down and screams at you. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be a good, like, anti-theft situation? Like, put it by the door so when someone breaks it, it's like, Wah! You basically want to make your house as terrifying <laughs> to robbers as possible so they don't even want to come in. So, yes, exactly. let's fill it with mannequins because no Just one will ever want to come to our house. Mannequins in the hallway, like, filling it. Oh my God. You have to crawl through it. Ooh. Gabby and Tommy would love it. They're going to grow up just right. Just kidding. They would hate it. <laughs> That's the notes I have on it. What else thoughts do you have on this? I mean, I have really no other thoughts, just that uh, if you have more than three mannequins in your house, you're getting some major side-eye from me. <laughs> Possibly a call to your local police department. Saying, I wonder how many calls they get. Like, hey, uh, my neighbor has four mannequins. Well, I told you about that house uh, I used to live by years ago that, like, was, like, this old couple that lived there, and, like... They would put all of these baby doll pieces, like, their whole backyard was, like, filled with dolls, and on the fence they had baby doll parts all over the fence, like, on the fence, stuck on the fence, hanging on the fence, like, a doll arm, or here's a doll head, and here's a leg, and here's a doll torso, like, but all over the place, and it was really weird, they had dolls hanging in the trees, like, it was really fucking weird. That's fucking weird. And then you know what? Ended up going on a date with the guy's nephew. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think it'd be interesting to have a mannequin of not the typical mannequin look. Like, all the mannequins are like, the guys are buff, the girls are perfect. Yeah, it's like, and like 1980s. I want, like, a dad bod mannequin, like, with a big old gut. Do they and like make a slouch those? Back. I don't know, but they should make real people mannequins. Like, <laughs> show me with my like fucking bad back and my two stupid boobs. Show that mannequin. <laughs> I want a mannequin. You remember the one towards the end of the movie that's the face was really messed up. Mm. I have no idea who that was supposed to be of in the. But I want a mannequin like that too. Like with a weird, scary face. Okay, so you're already on two right now. Oh, man, I only get one more mannequin. I only get one more. I want Nick Cage. 
<laughs> Some mannequin. Alright, I'm gonna veto that one. What? You're missing out. Get, because what if they do come to life? I don't want... <laughs> I can't I handle want, Nick Cage. I don't want a Nick Cage mannequin roaming around my house. <laughs> Just, I want Nick Cage mannequin with that face like... Stop it! Oh my god! No! You can see it. That is scarier than any Nick Cage movie I've ever seen in my life. I'm a no. Nick Cage from The Rock with the long, like, thinny hair. Oh my god, what if we remake this movie, but it's all Nicolas Cage? All Nicolas Cage. Oh my god! <laughs> Tourist trap Nicolas Cage, get on this Hollywood! It's all Nicolas Cage mannequins. Nicolas Cage is Mr. Slauson. But and Nicolas Cage is every single yeah. character. <laughs> <laughs> he's all five teenagers. Ooh. He's Mr. Slauson. And he's all of the mannequins. I love it. <laughs> well, by the time you hear this, it will be uh, 2019. Hey, ow. We're done with that uh, bitch of a year 2018. The 2019's going to be a good one, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not very reassuring it's at gonna all. It's going to be great. Uh, we'll be back next week for a special birthday 50th episode of Bourbon and Blood. We want to thank you for listening. Sorry, I'm burping up drink. I'm good. Whew, a little drunk. <laughs> thank you for listening to another episode of Bourbon and Blood. Mm, thank you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Bye. Bye.